but eventually it's going to lead you to Giovanni, and Giovanni will give you an automatic shiny legendary if you beat him. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm looks like I'm playing Pokemon Go again. Welcome back to the Christ in Culture. This is Gordon. And this is Clint. And this is the Christ in Culture. Oh my god. <laughs> we're getting really weird already and we're not even we're not even starting yet. It's true. What is this? What is truth? Yeah, but I meant like the Christ in Culture. Oh, what is the Christ in Culture? Yeah, what, if so, they what if they don't know? For anyone who's new, this show is all about looking at the culture, secular, sometimes not secular, and seeing where Christ is revealing himself in that, in the hopes that we can use every aspect of culture for evangelization. That's the gist of it. That's a short answer. Sweet. Yeah. So welcome to all of our new people. What have you been up to? Recording a podcast. Okay. <laughs> Meta. <laughs> Gosh. Well, not, not this one, though. I meant the other one. <laughs> when this comes out, so we're recording a little bit ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Because there's something going on this weekend in as you guys hearts. are listening to this. We are going to be at your bachelor party. This is true. Yeah. So as you guys are listening to this, unless you're listening in the future, the futures, then I don't know. But we're going to be at your bachelor party. We, so we will. I don't really know what that's all we going to entail. We will be. I don't know you know what that's going to entail. Insert sensor here. Beep. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I mean, I know roughly what we'll be doing. Yeah. But it's really up to me if I want to do anything more. Or it's up to us. I mean, we're going to be... In a city, it's gonna be fun in, though. Your, in, your brothers in. are fly, or your brother is flying in. <laughs> my brother brothers, my brothers, my brother and my boyfriend-in-law is flying in to visit me. Boyfriend-in-law? It's my sister's boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> but if they don't get married, I'm gonna be so upset. Wait, is that who I'm picking up at the airport? Why do you think you're picking someone up from the airport? Because they texted me that I was. Talk about this off air. <laughs> <laughs> That's Fair. so funny. Apparently, I'm not picking someone up at the airport. No, no you probably are. I, I don't. I don't know. We can. Yeah, we'll talk. I don't about remember it his name. Nathan. Nate. Yes, that's him. Then yeah, that's who you're picking up. Okay. But yes, yeah, so we're doing that right now. Hanging out. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be fun. What have you been taking in? I watched The Conjuring. The con like the scary movie yeah like me remember when i told you me and lizzie trying to watch scary movies yeah that's right and well, you said you weren't really doing that though yeah we didn't we watched one i think or two and the one was oh what's it called it's about the woman who's deaf in the woods deaf in the woods yeah i don't know it's kind of a big movie when it came out uh hush not hush 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 don't 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 speak no i have no idea anyways Lizzie was like super not excited about it because she thought it was like a quiet place ripoff, even though this movie came out first. Mm -hmm. But it was about a woman who's deaf and she's a writer and she lives in a cabin in the woods. And then like a guy comes. Is it called Cabin in the Woods? No. I've seen that one though. I didn't like it. I've heard of it. Apparently I don't watch enough um, scary But movies. then I watched The Conjuring on my own because she already already seen it. Okay. And that opened like a can of worms because it's a true story, you know, mm -hmm. or based on like a true family who writes all these things. So it's like fabricated by a bunch. But, like, there's The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, and now they're coming on to Conjuring 3 next year. Really? And so The Conjurings are, like, uh, journals of events that have happened. So the, f the first one is about oh, it's a really famous house, haunted house. I can't think of it. But it's a really famous house. has a really cool name. Um, and it's about that and, like, the exorcism there and all this stuff. And I, The Conjuring 2 is, like, that, too. And then you have Annabelle. Mm -hmm. And now, like, I think there's, like, three or four Annabelles. And then The Nun. And those are all of the same world. Oh, really? Because in the, in the movie they have... Wait, so if they're based on a true story, then wouldn't they be our world? Yeah. But the Conjuring universe, like this universe they built. Okay. So the Conjurings are like real kind of true events of like journaled things. Mm -hmm. And then they have this room in their house that says like, don't enter. It's like locked. And it's a bunch of relics of stuff that they've pulled from things like events that they've had. So Annabelle is really like a Raggedy Ann doll. Mm -hmm. and they had it in that in this glass case and you can google it and it's super creepy yeah, it's still so a thing that's what that was and then i guess there was either a cross or like a 
a nun's clothing. And uh, that's where the nun, the movie The Nun, comes from. It's based off of stuff in their relic thing, but not necessarily exactly about the story. Okay. Because they weren't even sure if Annabelle really was possessed or not. Have you seen Amityville Horror? That's the house. That's the house? Yeah. That's the house of the first conjuring. Ooh. Okay. That place is messed up. They have like two or three movies for that too. And they're the only couple that are not, I don't know the right term, like they're not priests that can do what they do. Exorcists? Yeah, but yeah, they can exercise. I guess that's like. I mean, there's Protestant exorcists too. Yeah, but they were they were with the Catholic Church because whenever they did an exorcism, they would get approval from the Vatican. Interesting. I mean, I think typically it's Catholics that do it, but there's all or Catholics. Typically, it's priests that do it, but there's also lay people that assist in exorcisms too. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was at the time they were the only ones. Okay. So now it's come more interesting of a thing because of them. I don't. Yeah. Know. But it was interesting. I mean, clearly a Hollywood movie, but the story, like the lore that I want to like study, was really fascinating. Cool. Yeah, that's it, really. Yeah, the supernatural blows my mind. I don't know, people warn, like, you shouldn't watch this kind of stuff. Maybe that's true. I don't know. But it's really fascinating. And we've talked about that. I think that was one of our very first episodes. Steve did an episode on, like, why we're obsessed with the supernatural. Mm. And I I think that's, I think it's a real thing. Lizzie loves listening to, like, supernatural podcasts. Mm -hmm. But she also struggles in the sense of, one, they sometimes creep her out. A lot and just to stop and take a break but also too whenever there's like she started watching that sabrina the teenage witch thing the new one yeah and there's like a lot of like supposed to be messed up cult stuff in it and yeah. she stopped because she just felt uncomfortable and she thought like she had like opened some kind of door for a few days it was and so yeah it's a weird line to walk with like fiction but stuff you know you shouldn't devil in like can i watch it should i not and i don't know yeah and i think what, what I've been told is the general rule of thumb, as long as you are not entertaining it. Right. And you are, like, you're not acting upon that. And you're staying within the sacraments. And, like, you're receiving the Eucharist and you're going to confession regularly and that kind of stuff. Then you should be safe. Cool. What about you? What have I been taking in? Um, not a whole lot. I think I've talked about it with you before, how I get all these free, like, ebooks that i read and they're never like very good but they're free and (laughs) it's like one of those things that kind of just read yeah so i'm reading one right now called the daughter of havenglade or havenglade i don't know how you say it i don't remember who the author is but it was free it's decent it's another one of those fantasy books that's like written by an author that's probably not super well known which is why they're free but i think it's one of the better ones that i've done Mm -hmm. read so the other one is a book that i've mentioned on here before the Signs of Life by Scott Hahn. So that's going through different things about Catholicism and where the, the roots for those are and what they mean. And yeah, I think that's that's really the main thing. But I did want to bring up a couple, well, I guess just one other thing. So we've discussed this, like you and I, but there's this class coming up in December called The Adventure of Discipleship. So it's okay. a, it's an online course. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah, this is it's going to be a class put on by Dr. Daniel Keating based off of a book that he published called Adventure of Discipleship. But the whole thing is going to be about how books like The Lord of the Rings and Chronicles of Narnia and different stuff like that, how those things help us better understand what it means to be a Christian disciple. Mm-hmm. And it's a free class going through the month of December, I believe. There's homework and stuff and quizzes but it sounds like it's all optional you're not gonna be graded so the book is optional you don't have to have it but uh, it sounds like everything is optional because it's free and Mm -hmm. you're not actually being graded so if you guys are interested in that kind of stuff like we are we both signed up and maybe that's something we could even do like with our patrons we can like discuss this kind of stuff so if if you're one of our patrons this will be something that comes up a lot throughout the month of december so if you're interested check out the course again it's called adventure of discipleship and we're both doing that and a lot of our friends are doing it too so catholics leading a class on strengthening your faith through tolkien and c.s lewis yeah it's gonna be awesome so check it out we can discuss it as we also be in december i know you already said that but like Nothing else happens in December. Yeah. What else are you doing in December? Nothing. Buying Christmas gifts because you waited too long? Probably. I always wait too long. 
I don't do gifts, if I'm being honest. I, I don't like receiving or giving gifts. It's just... It's not your love language. It's like, if there could be negative love languages, it would be negative. Well, there can be negative. Anti-love languages. Okay. The only other thing that I can think of that I've been taking in is our topic today. Oh, wait, wait. Oh. Before we jump into that, I thought of something. Yeah. Did you know that Jeff Goldblum plays music? Like, he's a musician? No, but it doesn't surprise me. I feel like he would do that. He came out with his second album this year. What does he play? Piano. He doesn't sing, but it's a jazz album. If you like jazz, it's really good. Do you know what it's called? Yes. If you give me a minute. Jeff Goldblum and the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra, which is a real orchestra. Mildred Snitzer. Yeah. Interesting. And the album's called I Shouldn't Be Telling You This. Then why did you say it? No, I'm just playing. Okay. Um, that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. He's jack of all trades now, so. Yeah. I tried playing piano when I was little. Three and a half years. Still cannot play. It's going to be on Disney Plus. With Is it really? No, not that. But he has a show on Disney Plus. Did you know about that? Oh, yeah. I did know about that. Yeah. I was like, they're putting everything on Disney Plus now. Actually, our podcast is going to be on... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Disney, only. I hate you, but if you reach out to us to be on your thing, I'd, In probably, a heartbeat. I'd probably say yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm a sellout. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I'd do it for free. No, that's not what I would do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Anyway, so this week, we're actually going to be talking about two songs from the same artist. Uh, originally, we were going to do one. The song was requested mm-hmm. by a good friend of ours and listener of the show, Nick Seckford. The song that he recommended was the song Shadow by Macklemore. And there's another song that really fit well with it. So we're going to talk about that as well. And it's called Intentions by Macklemore. So they're from two different albums. So it's not going to be a whole album study like we normally do. But we're going to kind of go through bits and pieces of each of them. Yeah. Yeah, Clint brought up the Shadows because of, of Nick and... I've actually been listening to this other album by Macklemore because I like Macklemore, and I somehow you probably you guys probably know what I'm talking about. There's apparently this song by Macklemore and what's her name, Kesha. Kesha. That's been on the radio, and I know it's been overplayed, but I don't listen to the radio, so I listened to it and I was like, oh, this is great. And now by the time I think it's cool, everyone else is like tired of it, so it's really lame. Which but is I'm, the opposite because you're you're a hipster, so it's supposed to work the other way around. Yeah, but it doesn't work with pop culture. Yeah, but. <laughs> So I've been listening to this album, and yeah, we were listening to the lyrics for Shadows to prep for this podcast, and I was like, you know, there's this other song I really like that I think would work. So we checked it out, and yeah, I think it's going to match really well, and we'll see, how it, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. So let's go and start with that, the song Intentions. Intention. Let's just walk through the first verse. So this is Macklemore. Uh, he sings this with another artist. I'm trying to remember his name. Dan Kaplan, mm-hmm. it looks like. So Macklemore sings the verse, and it says, I want to be sober but I love getting high. Want to give 100%, but I'm too afraid to try. Want to be faithful, but love hooking up with randos. I want to live by the law, but still think like a vandal. I want to get exercise, but I'm too lazy to work out. I want all the finer things, but don't want to go to work now. I want to go outside, take my family to the beach. I wake up in the morning. First thing I do is look at a screen at a screen. Let's start there. What do you think? I think it's great. You think it's great that this is what he's doing? No. <laughs> I think those are really powerful words. Yeah, um, for sure. Just because I'm sure we could all be like, yep, yep, I do too. Like, I want I want to be better, but I'm not. Or, like, I want to exercise, but I don't use my gym membership. If you listen yeah. to the last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. Uh, or I want to read more, but I'm halfway through this thing on Netflix and I need to finish the season. Mm-hmm. All those things. Or I want to stop doing that. I want to stop doing this one sin. Like I, I, I don't want to stop sinning because I know it's impossible, but I don't want to do this anymore. But here I am back at confession, admitting the same sin. Yeah. Is it Augustine that said, Lord, make me chase, but not yet? Yeah. Kind of that same mentality. But I think we all have something you know i think i was having a conversation a week or two ago with someone just about like 
something that I was really struggling with and like, I was really tired of going through that, that one thing. And the person's like, then just stop. (laughs) I was like, yeah, shut up. I don't want to hear that. Um, but yeah, in a way it's true, you know, for me, it's like, I want to wake up early and on time. Yeah. But I'm here. I am snoozing my alarm and here I am waking up 30 minutes to an hour after I needed to this morning. Like for me, because it, it, like it's kind of chilly here still. Yeah, and I did not want to get out of bed. The <laughs> yeah. bed was so warm. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's that heroic minute. We've discussed that before. I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but the heroic minute was, oh my gosh, who was that? Oh, who does the heroic minute? I don't know. I think the heroic minute sucks. But I only think that way because I can't do it because it's hard. Oh, Saint Jose Maria Escriva. Yeah, that's right. I remember so, we talked about that at Young Adult Group. Yeah. And then, like, the next week, everyone's like, oh, I've been doing it. And, like, I failed the first time and was like, screw this. This is stupid. <laughs> I, made it, I made it about a week, I think, and then I, I gave up, too. But essentially, the heroic minute is something that St. Jose Maria Escriva brought up and, and challenged people to do. It's in that first minute of when you're supposed to wake up and, and you start to wake up, actually get out of bed and start going about your day. And he encourages you to start with prayer right in that moment. But... His idea is that in that first minute of waking up, you are winning that first challenge of the day, which costs you nothing. It doesn't take anything to get up and get out of bed at that point. You, you've already, you're already awake, and going back to bed means you're already giving in to the first challenge that you presented in the day. And so you've already, you've already failed in a way. And so you're not starting your day off on the right foot. Win that first minute is what he says. I don't want to actually, I'm still going into these first words. Yeah, let's do that. I want to kind of break open why he hasn't done the things he wants to do. So it's like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. But you see, notice the same words over and over again. I love getting high or I love hooking up with people. Mm -hmm. So like this, it's something that it's fun. I love, I enjoy it. It it brings me, I don't know. It brings me some kind of something. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of that too is, I mean, I talk about this all the time, but I don't like, the English language sometimes and the word love is one of the reasons why because we've mm-hmm. so corrupted that word that we don't know what it means anymore yeah part of me wishes we, we'd go back to like Greek or Latin or other languages that are more specific when they talk about love but you don't love getting high mm-hmm. you love what not even love you enjoy right. what that brings you right and in a sense that feeling that I don't know, that just happiness, whatever it is, the pleasure that comes from whatever he's talking about here, it's this taste of heaven. You enjoy it because it's a foreshadowing of the... Something greater. Right. The ecstasy. The ecstasy of heaven, right? Where you're surrounded and filled by this complete joy. This is a taste of that that joy. But you're getting it in a way that's not good. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, so we do enjoy it. We we love it, quote unquote, because it's something that is a foreshadowing of what we were made for. But it's a corrupted way of getting there. Yeah, and so I, I think that that makes sense. I, I do want to point out since you brought this up, well, another thing that he said is, "But I'm too afraid to mm-hmm. try." I was about to do that next one. Yeah, fear. Yeah, so fear fear is a big one. But then later on, I'm too lazy. And then the one right after that too, I don't want to go to work now to get the finer things. Like, I'll, I'll if, do it later. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like, I'd rather just get the finer things. Why do I have to do this to get what I want? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like exercise. I just want to be healthy. and I want to have muscles. But why do I have to go work out and go do the gym? Yeah. I feel like our generation and the generation after us is accused of this a lot. It's the entitlement mentality. And we just deserve this because, because we deserve it. And we should have it. And part of that is growing up in the wealthiest country in the world. Our country, the United States of America, has kind of been spoiled. Not even kind of. We've been so spoiled <laughs> in the things that we have, in the the freedoms that we have, and we don't understand that we don't deserve these things just outright. They, they're all gifts. And so we want these things, but we don't want to do anything for them. Yeah. And then one thing he talks about in a later verse is we live on social media read other people's thoughts, tweet about justice, but don't show up to the march. And so I think like the four things I'm saying is like pleasure, like mm-hmm. temporary things where, like you said, we, we place this false sense of love, fear, 
because we're afraid that what we want isn't going to happen or afraid of the worst of something worse happening. And then like you said, convenience. Mm-hmm. So it's convenient. Like he says in the end of what we've already read, like to look at his phone rather than to schedule this trip and go to the beach with his family. It's convenient to like just do something that's right there in our hands. It's convenient to be able to like say, yeah, whatever on Twitter. But then if like there's an opportunity to go and like do something. Yeah. And that's something that's really big. The, the term for that now is virtue signaling. And Gen Z is accused of being the worst at that. They, they virtue signal all the time. And I think a lot of that, personally, this is just me, I think Instagram is probably the worst facilitator of virtue signaling. Mm. Because it's all about, and social media in general is really bad at this, but I think Instagram's the worst. Presenting this fake life, because you only put the best aspects of your yeah. life, and they're always edited to make everything look especially perfect. Hashtag no filter. Right, and even when you say no filter, there's always a filter. Virtue signaling is that same mentality, but with virtue. And so you'll go on a mission trip to Haiti just so you can get a good picture of you serving someone. So you can show everyone how good you are. Or you'll tweet about something that's super important to you. That's sarcasm. But not, never do anything. Like he's saying here, you're never going to actually do anything. You're just going to put a tweet out there. Because why? It's safe to sit here behind my screen where no one can see me and challenge and accuse, but to actually do something about it, that's hard. That's dangerous. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's, that's true. state of our society, you know? Yeah. I think it's a great setup for what's next. Yeah. So our pre-course, so this is still Macklemore. He says, want to live freely. Why isn't it so easy? I should read a book, but I keep watching this TV. And I know this lifestyle doesn't really feed me. I just tune out to the voice inside that's speaking. You want to break that down real quick? Yeah. I think we've already broken down some of it. So the one yeah. live freely, why isn't so easy? We just named a few of the reasons. Yep. I read the book and TV is the exact same as before. I know this life sale doesn't really feed me. So one thing we haven't talked about is like he's he's aware of his wants and what's good for him and what mm-hmm. he's actually doing. He's aware that like this isn't feeding him in the way that's going to bring him closer to Christ. It's going to fulfill him. Yeah. And I, I talk to the teens about this all the time. And I think everyone does when, when we talk to people in a ministry perspective, how the, the wealth, the pleasure, the power, and like those key things that we all say we desire and we all think are going to make us happy, how they really don't. There's a bunch of speakers who go around and they, this is what they talk about. You know, like I've had that life. I've had all the pleasure. I've had all the power, but then we look at it and those people celebrities they also have the highest divorce rates and we mock them for that you know Mm -hmm. but they also have really high suicide rates and they're essentially they have the most power they have the most influence and all this stuff and they're just as unhappy if not more unhappy than the rest of us but when we look at who's the happiest people in our life this is actually a huge part of my conversion and and why i came reversion came back into the faith was i was looking at the happiest people in my life and almost all of them were priests i knew some monks i was really blessed to know some monks god fearing people and they were like the holy families in my small town in iowa you know and the rest of the people all they did was talk about they would gossip they would talk about how awful their lives were and how awful the lives were of people around them and then there was these people who were god loving and they were joyful it's like Mm -hmm. there's something to that and so he's recognizing i know this doesn't feed me And the last is I just tune out to the voice inside that's speaking. And I think this is kind of oxymoronic in a small way because I just think of like the angel and the devil on your shoulders. Yeah. And he's talking about the devil on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. But really the voice that's inside us that usually speaks is that angel, which we have a term for as a conscience, you know, like the Holy Spirit force thing. And he's, instead of tuned out to listen to that voice, he's tuned out his conscience entirely. Mm -hmm. He's not listening to it. And I actually did a night on this youth group last week. And it, it's a muscle. It's something we have to like, just like hearing the voice of God and doing that. It's something you have to step away and practice. And you might not hear it. Yeah, it's a virtue. And because of that, he's he's totally tuned out that voice and is only able to hear the, the, this other voice, which is really his own like desires. desires yeah. But he's fulfilling them in the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. And that brings us into the chorus, which is by our other singer, Dan Kaplan. Mm -hmm. It says, all my little problems keep on building up and building up. All my good intentions just ain't good enough. 
can't find the love. So I smoke until my lungs are full, and I drink until I lose my cool. Apologies, my middle name, and one day I will change that. But I'm okay with who I am today. I'm okay with who I, who I am today. And this is kind of the central idea of this song. Yeah, it's the crux of everything. So, since this is your song that you wanted to bring in, and this is the crux, you want to dive in? Yeah, uh, right before we transition, I think the big thing is that he, once again, he recognizes that he wants a different life. He wants one that's going to fulfill him. But because he's not doing it yet, he's like, I'm just going to do this, and I'm just going to do this, it's fine. Because I'll do it, like you said, I'll do it one day. Yeah. Like, that's not today, uh, mm-hmm. you know? Let me chase Lord, but not today. Like one day I will be different, but I'm okay. Like I'm not like dying. I'm not, I don't hate this life. I, I'm okay with it. I'm comfortable. I'm, I'm complacent. I'm super comfortable. And I think that, just like I said earlier about the, the pre-chorus to the chorus, I think this is a great build up to the song Nick wanted us to talk about. Yeah. And I mean, right before we jump into that, yeah, I do want to point out there's, there's this quote, which anyone who's gone to any conference in the last like 10 years has probably heard, but you were not made for comfort, you're made for, for greatness, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've talked about this on the show before, how we're not made to sit in our comfort. That's not what we we're made for. And I literally just heard this quote again yesterday of if you're not moving, if you're not growing, you're dead. And and that's true. We, we talk about that all the time. If you're not growing, you're dead. If we look in nature, that's true everywhere. Look at a plant. If it's not growing, there's a problem with it. Same yeah. thing for animals. If they're not growing, there's something wrong there. Yeah. And it's the same thing for us and for our spiritual life as well. If we're not moving forward, we're dead yeah. or we're going backwards. I was just talking about this to the confirmation students because we watched a video on the Holy Spirit and he's talking about like Pentecost. And he's like, where were they? Complacent. They were locked in a room. And he's like, and I think most of us, that's where our spiritual lives are. And our spiritual lives aren't meant to be locked in the room. Even once you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you receive that. You have to go out, like go from the catacombs, go up to the the light. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm thinking back of our, the previous podcast of Zach and even Eleanor who are stuck in this retirement home. And it took it for them to finally get out, like even though she's chasing Zach to find him, mm-hmm. get out of there and go on this adventure on the raft, middle of nowhere to like find themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And so one thing I want to point out before we transition into Shadow is... This song, Intentions, came out September of 2017. Yes. So, Shadow is actually a newer song. So, it came out August of this year, so 2019. So, almost two full years later. Mm -hmm. And the reason why Gordon and I think this fits so well together is because we see where Macklemore feels two years after talking about living in this lifestyle and being complacent in that. So, this song, Shadow is kind of the consequence of intentions. Right. So with that, this let's give a little background. Because Nick, when, when he requested this song, he was talking about how it came from the TV show on NBC called Songland. And basically how Songland works, if I understand it correctly, I've never watched it. Songland? Songland. Okay. So the way it works is basically undiscovered songwriters get to come on the show and perform in front of different artists. And there's a lot of like really big name artists that are on there and trying to sell their song. And if they do well, the artist will take it, perform it. And this song writer gets into the business essentially. Mm -hmm. So what happened was Macklemore is one of the people on that show. And this guy, his name is Ori Rakib, hopefully I said that name right, but he goes by I-R-O, that's his musician name. He comes on the show and he has this song that he presents, and one of the things I love about it is it has this Irish melody playing in the background, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I keep talking about how I and love Macklemore that music. is Irish. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. He's he a great Irish He looks song. like it. Yeah. And so you have this, this playing in the background, and it's so good, it's so catchy, even if you don't listen to the lyrics. And it sounds super upbeat and fun, but the lyrics are deceiving because it's talking about something completely different. So we'll go ahead and we'll dive into that. That's kind of the background. Essentially, he won this show. His song was chosen. And Macklemore said, before they started recording, you wrote the song. And my rule is if you write the song, you're in it. 
And so they co- collaborated together and IRO sings the chorus, Macklemore raps the verses. So that's kind of the background here. So let's start with the chorus. Got me straight up drinking from the barrel. I've been losing hours. Singing sad songs underneath the gallows. Running from my shadow. Running from my shadow. Before we dive into this, I do want to point out something I learned today as I was doing some research on this. The original lyrics for this are a little bit different for the chorus. Okay. So there's only a couple changes. So it's got me straight up drinking from the barrel. I've been drunk for hours. Singing love songs underneath the gallows. Running from my shadow. So only two different word changes there, but I, I think there's something to that as well. So just so it actually means the exact same thing. Means the same thing, but different context. Different context. Yeah, so right. let's go ahead and break that down. What do you think? Well, one thing I, I meant to say, and I'm actually glad I didn't. So thank you, Holy Spirit. About earlier when we we're talking about like things, reasons why we don't want to do the things we want to. Another word. That I was going to throw in there was a cause is addictions. Here, 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 here we are. The way he's describing his stay in life right now is sounds like an, an addict situation. Yeah. Like, and earlier he was okay with who he was. Now these these pleasures, these habits, essentially have become stronger, have a stronger hold on him to a point where now he's drinking, and he, in this sense he's losing hours, so he doesn't even notice the time going by. In the other one sense, he's been drunk for hours. And he's running from his shadows, the shadows of these things that he was okay with before. But now, like I said, it's, a, it's like a shadowy claw that's like chasing him to like pull him back. Yeah. And, and Macklemore's even said that for him, this song is like a personification of the things that he's trying to live in the present, but his past is creeping up on him and he can't escape those things. And so he's, he's admitted himself for him. This is exactly the way that you and I are trying to portray it. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you brought up that other song because right. even Macklemore says this is what he's trying to say here. And one of the things I want to point out with those lyric changes there, those few words that switched, this idea of he just lost his love. Like, you can tell that's what it was. A relationship's just ended, and so he's drinking it away through whatever. And he's been drunk for hours, and he's trying to escape the past. And anyone who's been through a bad breakup, even if you haven't, like, drunken your sorrows away like you know what this is like but what i want to point out is the singing love songs underneath the gallows right so those were the original lyrics sing love songs underneath the gallows and i mean anyone who was like in middle school and had like this super dramatic breakup the first thing you do is you go to your your breakup album or your your love song album which is such a bad idea don't do that if you're in high school middle school or an adult uh, I was and you have super a breakup that angsty person i did that it was so dumb and then you just get deeper into your shadow when you do that. But the reason I want to bring that up is singing love songs. So we talk about on this show a lot how these love songs are just a representation of our desire for a greater love, which is God, because we know God is love itself. And so singing these songs about this desire for love, we're reaching out for something, but we're standing underneath the gallows of the shadow that's haunting us. And so we're reaching out for love, but we're being stopped. We're being separated by these things that are haunting our past that we can't let go. We can't escape from. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's a really interesting original lyric because of that situation. And it points out like there's this division that these shadows are keeping us from the love that we desire. Yeah. So I just want to point that out. Then we go into the first verse. This is Macklemore rapping. I'm not going to rap this because, sorry. <laughs> but here's, here's what it sounds like. So, I need relief. I need some peace. But the voices, they keep talking to me. And I keep going to meetings. I pray every evening. But I can't escape my disease. Looking at me, stare in the mirror. Look at the man staring back at you. You are your failures. You are your triumphs. You are a prophet. You are an a-hole. You are a devil. And you are a god. You buy a shovel and bury it all. Think you can purchase your way right out of the void and not end up paying the cost. Lie to yourself. Lie to them all. Hell, whatever helps. Forgotten what's real. You think the secrets you keep stay between you and me, but the shadows attached to your heel. That's a lot. So let's go ahead and break it down. It's a lot, but it's, I mean, it's it's kind of one thing. It's just a voice, which I think is really funny. Cause I love the line, lie to yourself, lie to them all, mm-hmm. because this whole thing is a lie to yeah. 
Macklemore or to IRO or to whoever needs to hear this. To like, us, it's just yeah. a lie. And it's great. Like, this is just, he's feeding with lies, saying that no matter what you're going to do, I'll always be here, probably even closer behind you than you think, and you can't escape me. Like, because you're not worth it. You're worthless. It reminds me of that one song we did on that other album, Breakdown, where it was like the voices that were, were that was a lie telling him false things. I think it was Achilles jump down. Yeah, it was Achilles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I need relief. I need some peace. That's definitely like two years or or more of this being chased by the shadow. Obviously, he needs that. The voices, they keep telling him. He keeps going to these meetings and he prays every evening, but he's still stuck in this. And first off, I'm someone who hates meetings. So (laughs) I'm, I'm connecting with that hardcore. But yeah, we, we try to fill our life with these things. I pray every evening and he feels like his prayer isn't being answered. And we've all been there too. And a lot of the times we, when prayer isn't answered the way that we want or in the time frame that we want or how we want, we feel like God is just not there. Are you sure you God is there? He just doesn't always answer our prayers exactly how we expect, but he do, does answer our prayers. And then it goes into looking at me, stare in the mirror, Look at the man staring back at you. And I feel like this is always a an image that is portrayed when we talk about our depression or our anxiety or our battle with ourselves. And this image of us looking at the mirror and seeing someone else, but it's really ourself and just wrestling with that identity. I have a friend whose conversion came from that. Really? Mm-hmm. Staring into the mirror? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's he stared in the mirror and was like, like you said, who is this person? Who is this? Going off of that that visual, these next couple lyrics, you are your failures. You are your triumphs. Oh, I love this part. You yeah. are a prophet. You are an a-hole. You are a devil. You are a god. Like all these, like you are. You are. You are. It's, it's identity. It's your identity. We talked about this last week on yeah. the episode for Peanut Butter Falcon. Like your identity is not in... These things, you are not your failures. You are not your triumphs. Yeah. I love, like, people naturally, like, well, I know I'm not a failure. Like, some people could be like, I know I'm not a failure, or or something we struggle with that, or I I know I'm not an a hole, or I know I'm not a devil. But the other ones are great. Like, you are not your triumphs. Mm -hmm. You are not a prophet. Like, you you can speak God's words and you can share that and you spread that. But the last one, you are a God. That's where original sin comes from. Yeah. Like they ate from the apple because the serpent said you will be like like God. God. Yeah. And so when we when we try to be God or try to be this amazing thing and we become prideful, that's also a lie that we're believing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you added that in. And then the very next line, I think this is the last one I want to bring up from the verse, but you buy a shovel and you bury it all. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to the song we just talked about, how okay, you, you know these things, you know these lies, and instead of addressing them, instead of doing something and moving forward, you get a shovel and you bury it, and you just keep it to yourself. And so that part at the end there, so you talk about lying to yourself, whatever helps, you've forgotten what is real, you think the secrets you keep stay between you and me. And he says at the end, but the shadows, they're attached to your heels. People see them. Mm-hmm. This idea that our sins, this idea that our struggles are only affecting us, it's not hurting anyone else, so I don't I don't need to do anything. People say that all the time for different sins. I think probably the most common one is probably pornography mm-hmm. and or like <sighs> lust or lust in general. Yeah. yeah. It's outrageous that we believe that lie. Mm-hmm. You know, and it we all believe that lie for some sin in our life. But every sin affects three entities right it affects our relationship with god right because that's what a sin is right a sin is falling short of being who we're supposed to be in the way that we are interacting with god it affects our relationship with those around us every single sin does no matter what and it affects our relationship with ourself yeah and the reason why or one of the reasons why confession is so powerful is that all three of those entities are present in the confessional during reconciliation and we mend those relationships. The priest is acting in persona Christe, which means in the person of Christ. So Christ is present physically there through the priest. 
The priest also represents the community, the parish, and then you're there. So we have all three of those entities there mending that relationship in, in a way that's it's powerful, it's beautiful, and it's real. I also think this year has been a huge wake-up call for me in the sense of that last line, the shadows are attached to your heel, just with certain things happening. I think actually Catching Foxes just talked about this like two episodes ago, and they had a guest on from EWTN, or she was used to be on EWTN. And they said something that me and me and Lizzie have said, like certain things happen, we're like, that could have been any of us. And I'm being vague, but like just that could, that like we all have things and depending on what your job is, if it comes out in certain light, that could destroy you. Even if it was years ago. Yeah. You know, and that ha- we see that with like politicians where they'll just dig just to throw a guy under the under and like destroy him. There was a case in Iowa. So where I grew up, do you remember the guy who like there was a big Iowa football game that was being on ESPN or something. Mm-hmm. And so he had a sign that said Venmo me money for beer or something like that. And he ended up getting like $40 million or something like that. It was oh, out, geez. Out, or 40,000. It was outrageous. Yeah. Actually, I did hear about this. Yeah. Maybe you told some, it, it could have been. So one of the local news agencies or whatever dug up on him and found dirt on him from like freshman year of high school where he yeah. said something stupid and he later, even before this had come out, had already like repented of that and like publicly said like this is wrong. They found it, brought it back, and he's like, I already admitted like this is wrong and I shouldn't have done that. And what they found out was the reporter who did the digging had said something worse recently on a similar topic and had never repented or gone back. And so it kind of backfired. But just to go along with what you're saying, like everyone has dirt. Yeah. And the fact that we are digging and like attacking these people to try and pull that dirt out. Look at the log in your own eye, right? <laughs> exactly. Right, come yeah. on. Yeah. Guys, the Bible knows what it's talking about. Jeez. Jesus. What? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> nice. Okay. So then we go back into the chorus. So yeah. got me straight up drinking from the barrel. I've been losing hours singing sad songs underneath the gallows, running from my shadow, running from my shadow. Let's go and dive into verse number next one. So it says, I let it rain through the sunroof. I've been parked out by the waterfront, been going to war with myself, reading Sun Tzu, bumping the Carter one. I'm back on day two. Forgot how hard it was staring at me for so long. I forgot who the target was. I thought I was over this. This isn't what sober is. What kind of dad would hold their kids then go back out and ignore the risk. The shadow wants me to forget the pain. Wants me to live in the guilt and the shame. So much that I have no choice but to die from the drugs or blow out my effing brain. The shadow, it wants me too busy. It wants me keep drifting. It wants me to give in to fame. It wants me forgetting that I got an illness that lives in my spirit in different ways. Shadow, the light. They can both blind. Got different names. If it's too dark, if it's too bright, it can still burn you with different flames. And I don't owe them an iota. Tell my mama I'm a die sober. <laughs> <laughs> I rhymed it. Yeah, I might be bipolar. I should write an album out in Wyoming. Low bottom, I'm a high roller. Go full throttle, got no chauffeur. Got two voices on both shoulders. But I keep swinging till the fight's over. This is this is good. Yeah, so let's, let's yeah. go really quick through yeah. some of this early stuff. Is there anything you want to start with? Just my, the one thing is that obviously in this one, you can see he's made progress. So he's started stopping his, his addiction. And he says that with like, I'm on day two. And so he's trying to walk again. He's just taking those steps one at a time. And I love what he says the shadows are doing because I've been, I've been reading screw tape letters. And one thing you quickly learn is that like the demons, the enemy isn't controlling you isn't like making you do anything and he's not gonna like just like start forcing like he's not like laying drinks at the feet feet of this person instead he's like making him forget who the target was he's Mm -hmm. making him just keep drifting just keep keep moving so it seems like you're actually making progress but just think about remember the fame and like slowly just changing his perception and like forgetting like okay you're on day two and you're doing good but like you're on day two and it gets getting hard isn't it yeah yeah and who the target was right right we talk about this all the time i literally just mentioned how sin is falling short of the target and the target is always 
our relationship with God and to get to heaven. Like that is our target. It is him. But this, this whole day two thing, studies show that I don't even remember the number. It's like ridiculous. The majority of people who start doing something, they have this great plan, whatever it is. Studies show that almost everyone quits by day two. The reason why is because if they don't live up to their expectations on day one, they say, why bother on day two? And you and I talk about this a lot too with, Mm -hmm. with different resolutions that we've made in our life. And that's something we fall into. And then you have the, the week two, right? Where, okay, I've made it a week feeling good. And then, Oh, second week, it's not as easy. And you start to, to give up on yourself. And I mean, it's the same thing, whether it's day two, week two, month two, whatever. There's always that one part where you have to hit the grind. And if you, if you start to give up, then it, it builds up on you. And these lies that you were just talking about and that he talks about in here, they're distracting you. It's Satan trying to take your own desire, the thoughts that pop into your head already, like, oh, I can't do it, and say, oh, yeah, you can't do it. But remember... Remember the, the pain? Remember how hard that is? Remember how guilty and shameful you are? Like, you don't deserve it? Remember, though, you're, you're famous. You have that. You can just keep going with that. Right. And so all these things, yeah, it's, it's, it's trying to play with you. Yeah, I love the... I've been reading uh, Sun Tzu, but still listening to Carter One. Because yeah. that goes back to, obviously, the last episode, too. We talked about three different like, community of people and then stuff you take in. Mm-hmm. Sun Tzu is a, like a Chinese strategist book. Yeah, philosopher. And, and and so he's like reading these things to like, you know, strategize, to build up. But then he's also listening to Lil Wayne. <laughs> and this is Carter One. So yeah, this is Carter Lil Wayne talking about like it's bad stuff. doing stuff. And it's like, well, that, can't, that cancels out or that doesn't help. Especially if you're struggling with something. If you're reading something good... But what you're struggling with is what this other thing is. And you're like taking it in. It's like, well, yeah, I want that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's like the studies where people who listen to heavy metal music and guilty. Like I listen to heavy metal music a lot, especially during my angsty years. Or like are more angry. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. So like it changes your mind. Yeah. Like you, your brain actually shifts and you start to be more angry in Remember your daily life and it affects your school, relationships. I was in high school, I listen to when I was mad just so I could scream in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and music has a very powerful influence mm-hmm. on how we interact with things. Just stuff we take in as a power. Everything. Influence. And that's the point of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! Full circle. But, uh, yeah. So, going down to the bottom. So, it talks about shadow and light and how both can be blinding. So, the whole song is obviously about shadows that are chasing him. So, we know that when he's talking about shadows, like, those are are bad the light what do you think he's talking about here i don't know do you know i don't know i wonder if he's talking about really religion confu- yeah so it says shadow the light they can both blind got different names if it's too dark if it's too bright it can still burn you with different flames if you guys know yeah i mean <laughs> reach out to i us. do I think he's talking about like obviously that's something we've talked about before shadow and light and mm-hmm. and i do think he's talking about the light in the sense of what it means but I think he's he's saying like blind blindness in the sense of be if, blind if, religion. Yeah, like if you're if you're just trying to just personify, and we even talked about this in, in the last song, the virtue signaling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like stuff like that. I don't know if that's what he means. He might be like playing doing a play on like religion versus sure. faith, but sure. I think in the sense of what we're talking about, I do think we can overcorrect. Where what we're doing in the sense of trying to be fraternal correction, yeah, um, is actually just digging up dirt. Mm. Which is like, don't do that, or or don't have a rock band. That's not liturgically what I want on a mass. You know, like it's like, what are you guys doing? What are we fighting about now? Yeah. So the next line that I want to bring up, there's a few other things in here, but I want to jump a little bit. So it says, I should write an album out in Wyoming. Mm. So at first I thought this is so random. Like, why would you say this? But then I was thinking. What is Wyoming known for? Open ranges and like being peaceful, not a lot of people, and just like stepping back. He's talking about going on a retreat. Yeah. He's going out and writing this album in Wyoming where there's nothing to bother him. Like he can escape some of these lies and all this chaos and all this stuff. He wants to just get away. How spiritual is that? Like this is what 
we, we've been trying to do. You know, we have people who became hermits. We have people who become monks. We have people who go on retreats. Uh, this is a ministry that you and I, like, we work on a lot because it's important to retreat. To We'll be retreating while you're listening to this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, your party <laughs> is a retreat. Yeah. Exactly. And so just getting away from the craziness of life, getting back, and someone presented it to me this way one time, like a military perspective. When you are overwhelmed, what do you do? You retreat, mm-hmm. you regroup, mm-hmm. then you go back in. That's what it is. Spiritually, yeah. when you're overwhelmed, when you're feeling overwhelmed, you retreat. Yeah. You step back out of society, you go to this retreat, and you go back in ready to fight. It's so funny because I feel like I've been quoting this podcast a ton. But I was listening to like how to have like a healthy marriage from the art of manliness. Art of manliness, yeah. They were ta- he was talking about like what we kind of maybe know of like when you're arguing, having a timeout. Yeah. You know, taking time out. And what he was like is like a timeout doesn't mean like you guys go do your own thing. He's like, when a team takes a timeout, they take a timeout as a team. Mm. And they come together and they're like, Okay, we were doing great, and now we've lost our esteem and we're in a real big poo poo right now. How do we fix this? And so like a timeout, even an arguing is like, Okay, timeout, like there's a signal and then like, okay, should we take a chill pill and like talk about this in an hour or do we need to approach this differently? Should it be like a talking stick? And like, but you're talking to each other still, you're just like not in the argument. Yeah. And that's the same thing. Like retreat, regroup, and then go back out there. Exactly. I like that idea of picturing it as like a sports thing because if you do the method that you said not to do where you go away from each other, yeah. who goes away from each other? The other team. <laughs> and so you're you're picturing yourself as opponents in this rather right. than as a team right. by your very nature of separating right. rather than coming together. Yeah. That's interesting. I haven't thought about it like that. The last one that I wanted to bring up is the last two lines here. It says, got two voices on both shoulders. That's what you're talking about before. Mm-hmm. But I keep swinging till the fight's over. And so I think this being essentially the end of the song, other than the, the chorus and the final bridge, is his kind of commitment, right? And so the last few lines here, he's really talking about this stuff is still happening. And I might be going back and forth and I might be bipolar. I'm going to take this retreat to Wyoming but no matter what happens, I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep swinging until the fight's over. Mm-hmm. And so we see this transition from 2017 where he's saying, I'm here and I want to be somewhere else. I want to be somewhere better, but I'm here and I'm fine with that too. This is 2019, almost two years later. And he's like, I'm still here. I'm still fighting and I, I hate it. These shadows are haunting me. I don't want to be here anymore and I'm going to fight and I'm not going to give up until it's done. So we see kind of this this transition. Anything else? No, I think that was great. Uh, Actually, I have a I have a challenge when we're, when we're there. I don't know. What? I know. Gordon has a challenge, ladies and gentlemen. Today is a special day. I know. What is your challenge? Uh, my challenge is to get a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil, whatever your preferred writing choice, or crayon or marker. Do crayon. Ink and paintbrush, or ink and cattail. You get that reference. Sagwa is your best friend? No? Never watched Sagwa? All right. I had a little sister. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to make a list. Make a list of things you've always wanted to do that you think were are things that would actually fulfill you, like mm-hmm. spiritually, holy, whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be like spiritual things. It could be, I want to exercise. And then next to those things you write down, you can go write as long as you want for as short as you want. Next to those things, write why you don't. But not in the sense of like, like, literally why you don't but like what do you love or what do you what pleasure or fear is overriding that so like for example i want to do this but i like for, i want to wake up early and on time i want to do the power minute but i love sleeping in like i love sleep and i love or i love the warmth of my bed mm-hmm. and just write those things down and like just visualize this yeah thing. what comfort is keeping you from right that? become become aware of that and then like don't i'm not trying to overwhelm you but just like pick one thing or whatever you think don't like don't try to change them all don't just do them because that's you know that's that's not smart but like pick one thing or, or start writing uh like we have these rules of life start writing things you could do just once a week like we're you know fasting is good so in a sense of a weekly fast this week pick one of those things i'm like okay i'm gonna try to do this seven days a week mm-hmm. and like clint said if you don't do it the way you expect to do it on the first day Try again on Tuesday. Do it anyways. Yeah, on Tuesday. And if you miss a day, next day, keep trying. 
Mm-hmm. I've been trying to do the daily examine. So far, I've done it once this week, but I plan on doing it today. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, just keep trying. And then next week, if you're like, okay, I didn't really do that. I want to try it again. Great. If not, or you did do it or you failed, and you're like, I want to try a different one. Do that. Just But just start making habits. That's my challenge. That's a good one. The only thing I want to add, so a second challenge, yeah, is to start recognizing the lies in the shadows. Mm. So maybe you write this down if you want to. Maybe take it to prayer. However you want to do this. But start recognizing what are the shadows. What are the things that are chasing you and haunting you that are keeping you from those things. And so maybe maybe it's the same as the second column in that list you were just talking about. But what are those things that are chasing you down that you want to get rid of but you haven't been able to? And start yeah. addressing those. Mm-hmm. So rather than being like the first song, be like the second song. Start fighting. Start swinging until Start fight's swinging until it's over. Maybe if it's something that's like an addiction, go f- find help. Yeah. You know, uh, go to a counselor, find a, find a counselor. If it's something where it's old family wounds, maybe <laughs> you need to talk to your family. Those are tough. It's so hard. I have... Both I've, are hard. Finding help when yeah. you're fighting an addiction, that's also awkward and hard. Right. But you'd be surprised to find out how not alone you are. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, that's another lie. The, the shoulders thing, you know, yeah. the devil's telling you, you're the only one who struggles with this. Don't tell anyone. They're going to be super surprised and shocked and leave you. Yeah. And that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, in fact, every time I've ever seen anything like this happen or like open up with something myself, it's always been the opposite. Yeah. Like, yeah, me too. Like, thank you for sharing. How, how can we do this together? So identify those shadows, identify those lies that are holding you back and start addressing them one at a time, you know, and just start working through those. And then you can find that freedom that he sings about in, in the song. Mm-hmm. Any shout outs? Uh, Nick Seckvert. Shout out Nick. I want to shout out everyone that we're hanging out with right now at the party. Okay, we can do that. I don't know it's Kevin, most of Matt, any of them. Nate, Dakota, Clint. Who else is there? This is awkward. Chris. Okay. Yeah. I know about half those people. And I'm going to know the rest by the time you guys hear this. So it's going to be great. Thank you guys. Please pray for us this weekend. Please pray for Gordon, <laughs> especially, uh, as he gets ready to be married in a couple months. Single life. Single life. <laughs> yeah. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you guys. And where can oh, they find actually, us? Shout out to Lizzie, because she will be having her bachelorette the same weekend. There, she's also partying. So shout out to Lizzie, Violet, Desiree. That's a real test. Rachel, Julie, Brittany, Sarah, Molly. Anybody else that oh my they gosh. invited that, well, some other friends are just showing up. Yeah. Just to show up. Okay. Anybody else that's there. Dang, good for you. Actually remembering everyone. I'd just be like, uh, <laughs> the people. Well, I know some of them actually won't be there because like, my sisters can't, can't actually come and Bert's not sure she can come so okay. but if they show up or just in spirit of being in the bridal party awesome shout out thanks Some guys place. okay Gordon where can the people find us uh, you can find us uh, in Clint's bedroom okay <laughs> no I'm just kidding that, that is where we're recording <laughs> you can find us this podcast our voices our, our beautiful beautiful voices and so much more at our po- our website I said our podcast at our website thechristinculture.com from there or just by typing in we also have social media links facebook which is the christ and culture as well we have a twitter which is our most active really thing if if you want to like actually communicate with us at on the adventure two and we also have blogs if you want to help write a blog reach out to us via our website or twitter or anything we are looking for blog writers if you want to be like what does that mean does that a lot of work it's up to you if you just want to write one blog We'll take it. And if you like what we do, or if you want more content, because we've been trying to get extra content that's exclusive. Including discussion about this class that's happening in December. Right. Then you can support us at patreon.com slash the Christ in culture. And you receive little goodies. Just all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. Extra episodes, interviews. A phone call from us. You can hang out with us. You can see our faces while we're recording these episodes. Mm Mm-hmm. Stickers, stickers, mugs, all all kinds of cool depending stuff. Depending on yeah where you're at. But yeah, Check it out. It's also just helps support us and give you a little bit of gratitude for that and just to better this. Is that everything? That's everything. And with that then, thank you guys for joining us on the adventure. Bye. Bye.